1: hello and welcome to the ph nutrition podcast my name is liam i'm the owner of ph nutrition and we've got a wonderful episode today on a topic that i love diving into which is pre-workout nutrition and uh, i've roped in coach luke to come onto the podcast with me mate and we're talking all things pre-workout so uh how are you mate you you, posted this is is being recorded so you said you're feeling a little bit flat post-competition blues
2: yeah one of the yeah, one of those where kind of it feels like it's taken more out of me mentally than I thought. One of those where, you know, the total kind of volume over the weekend, because it's a 12 person team comp, you feel like you don't really do that much. And so you feel like you're ready to go straight back into training the very next day as soon as you can. But this week, I've just been, yeah, flagging a little bit. So mentally, it's taken more out of me than I thought. So I need to kind of relax a little bit, slow down a bit. Slow
1: down, get on the bodybuilding. That's what everyone does, isn't it, after comps? Just like, right, just do a bit of bodybuilding, Mm -hmm. so... Right, slowly ramp up back into it. But mate, let's get into the topic. So look, today we're going to be discussing pre-workout nutrition, just kind of all the things that you need to consider when you're thinking about pre-workouts. We're going to be talking about, you know, the the shiny, you know, the blue powders, it getting shiny tubs. We're going to talk about training fasted, but, but we're going to give you some strategies. You know, what things to actually focus on food wise timing wise for morning daytime evening training double training so you know hopefully you can take away something from this uh, depending on when you train to help you get the most out of your session that's the that's the aim it's the aim of what we want to try to do with pre-workout nutrition you know is just not make your face tingle it is actually to fuel your session to make sure that you are getting the most out of it uh, now before we go into it i actually think pre-workout nutrition is more important than post-workout nutrition now my reasoning for this is because well often we often you know people focus on post post-workout nutrition you know taking protein shakes and i think that that is definitely something that you know is, is an important factor in terms of recovery but but pre-workout nutrition i think is something that is key to getting the correct stimulus energy levels output actual you know like uh, quality of the session to a level where you need to refuel post-workout because if your pre-workout nutrition is terrible you are going to either not hit the intensity you're going to struggle through you're going to think about your post-workout nutrition halfway through you could be hungry fatigued you know you're not going to be concentrating and then you're like okay well then i need to refuel but if you're not fueling the session properly In the first place, I think that that the requirement for post-workout nutrition is lowered, so that's why I think it's more important. Mm -hmm. What do you What do you think, mate? What's your thoughts?
2: Yeah I think that you've you've argued a very solid case there for sure I think uh, obviously it always depends on the context and it's hard to say yeah. on an overall point of view where, which is more important but I mean you, I totally agree with you with regards to but performing in that session pre workout nutrition is more important than post workout for sure obviously the logic that you've laid out there of if you're going to get more of a stimulus with a pre workout then yeah, post workout is still important, but uh, what's the point in having solid post workout fueling if that session itself is not good? So yeah, it's hard to hard to disagree with you, Liam, when you lay out such so a solid glad. case. Uh, and
1: obviously, we're talking more towards performance on this one. So you know, yeah. when when we're looking to get the most out of the session, that's that's where I really think that we need to kind of focus in. But so, kind of getting into into the nuts and bolts of it, mate. Like we've got some general principles about pre workout nutrition. What do people need to be focusing on? like we've got some timelines what 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 can we give to the listeners to take home
2: yeah let's well i think i think it's always good to start with a concept or a phrase that we've used quite a lot on podcasts before and just in general kind of conversations and something that i hear you say all the time is to make sure that you're not chasing your nutrition and that is so so important with pre-workout nutrition so uh, working back from when your workout is is the right way to go and obviously down through this podcast we'll probably break down you know if you're morning training evening training that kind of thing but the the kind of base principles being uh, the closer you're fueling to your workout for whatever reason that might be because of time because of work that kind of thing the simpler and more easy to digest and get on board the fuel source should be uh, so i tend to kind of think uh, or stuck for time and hopefully you shouldn't be but if you're stuck for time and you're getting something in kind of 30 minutes before workout you're probably there going for simple carbohydrates that are in liquid form ultimately um if you're kind of looking back to about an hour before the workout you're still looking at simple carbohydrates but it's probably going to be something small and easy to take on something like banana squares bar that kind of thing and even kind of that hour before you you're pushing it really Um, Kind of the further back where you get from the workout, the more you can start to build in volume, protein, and even a little bit of fat there as well. But you want to think about what is not going to sit heavy. So that's kind of the rule of thumb that I use. So uh, if my kind of last meal before workout and I'm having it sort of three hours before, that will probably be a normal standard meal where i'm getting a decent amount of carbohydrates in i'm probably not going to be worried too much about the fiber content i think i'd probably maybe still prioritize lower fiber carbs for that but it's not going to be a big meal full of sweet stuff if it's kind of three hours before it's going to be your classic like bagels that kind of thing where you're able to get a decent amount in you're getting some protein in that feed as well and then yeah as i say the closer you get to that session almost like along the spectrum the easier to digest the simpler it should be and and obviously probably the less you want to eat yeah. as well because you don't want to be full of a ton of stuff so that's why i kind of say that kind of uh, 90 to 60 mark it's a small carb snack and then that kind of anything 60 minutes and closer 30 minutes you're probably looking at liquid yeah. nutrition there what that's what i the tend to go thing with. that
1: we hear with with clients isn't it like i don't want to feel heavy in my session and it's yeah. probably something that prevents people from taking on pre-workout nutrition and why they maybe lean towards a knocko or a powder or something because that doesn't make them feel heavy. Like one of the key things mm-hmm.
2: that
1: we want you to be doing is using this timeline. Like you say, working back as opposed to working towards is a really easy way to do it. I think. And like Luke said, liquid nutrition, but from a carbohydrate point of view, if you're looking at really fueling your performance rather than just running on fumes and we'll get into caffeine in a minute and everything else but i i find that this really makes a difference when you do that because you're 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 doing the correct thing as opposed to eating a protein bar 45 minutes before your session which has high protein high fiber the, the, you know the, I'm talking like the Bear Bells bar or the grenade bars or something like this that are often in gyms or in newsagents on the way to the gym they will be consumed at around 30 minutes, 45 minutes beforehand like this is the opposite because they're low carb, high fibre, high protein this is a common thing no wonder you're going to feel heavy or not actually get anything out of it because it's not something that you're going to use when you're chucking yourself around a gym so If you can use those principles, I think you can't go too far wrong. And then the individuality comes from choices, doesn't it? Like some people like squares bars, some people like naked bars, some people like bananas, some people like rice cakes, some people like bagels, you know, figure that out. And once you do have it, you don't need to to deviate too much from it. You know, I think most people that have been successful in terms of improving their performance, I think they have a couple of kind of go-to snacks and relatively consistent pre-workout because – you know that you feel good on it. That's what we do with our athletes and and you know almost all of our clients is to try and have two to three that you just rotate. So yeah, pretty good. So we talked about it there, working back from your workout. But what if you're training at five in the morning or six o'clock in the morning, mate? Like let's address the the training fasted issue. Like is it okay to do? What do we, you know, pre-workout nutrition? What's the deal in terms of training fasted?
2: So I am never going to say to someone that they should never train fasted Uh, i know there's some cases so so let's tackle kind of the the high intensity exercise kind of principle first let's look at that and and training fasted and if and if i am working with a client who genuinely believes that they feel really good training fasted they don't want to have anything before and 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 they are seeing progress within their training they're seeing kind of everything progress they want the way they want it to in terms of strength and that kind of stuff and they are very very happy training fasted and there's no real clear issues, then I probably wouldn't change that for them. What I probably would do is tell them to have a little bit of a carb meal the night before as well this is an exceptional circumstance as well this is like a never say never this is not what would be advisable to do it's just if someone a client is so kind of tuned in and think i will train faster and and it's what they genuinely believe because i think sometimes if you mess with kind of these core beliefs then they might have bad sessions anyway if you try and encourage them to have a little bit of fuel beforehand and it's just so different to what they're used to and they are so against it then there's no point fighting against that you just got to try and do what's best in and around it so as i say i'd probably say have a small carb snap before you go to bed that night even from a psychological point of view i think that'll benefit them the next morning as well make sure that their post-workout nutrition is solid that being said for high intensity exercise um, pretty much all people for most people fasted training is not going to be the way to go to get the most out of that performance and so this is when you're probably looking at liquid nutrition i think if you're getting up at half four or whatever for a five o'clock class it's going to be so hard to get up have a proper meal get it down let it digest to then go train because you'll have to get up at even earlier, earlier, early, And that's just not something that I think is worth doing. You don't want to sacrifice sleep 100%. for that. And so liquid nutrition can come in there and making things as frictionless as possible in the morning as well. So if you say, maybe use something like a multidextrin powder, something like that, and it's made up, shook up in your bottle, in the fridge, so that all you've got to do in the morning, take it out, get it down you, head to your training, fantastic. I think that's a really kind of easy thing to do, making it a little bit frictionless as well. That being said as well, if you're willing to kind of get up an hour or so before, and that doesn't necessarily interfere, then maybe having a little bit of a combo thing where you're having a little bit of liquid nutrition and you're able to get down to, you know one of those small carb snacks that we mentioned there before as well something like a banana that's something i've done with athletes that have maybe bigger morning sessions uh, get them up a little bit earlier and have a little bit of both and i think then obviously we'll probably talk about this in another podcast but intra-workout nutrition can also come into play i think for the uh, the super early morning sessions and you can look at getting some liquid carbs on during as long as you're not experiencing any Kind of go upset and yeah. stuff like that there um yeah that that would kind of be my stance on those early ones where as I say if there's a, a client I'm not going to say difficult because they're not difficult but they genuinely believe that fasting is working for them and we're seeing that evidence yeah. as well if we're That's seeing true. the evidence then happy days if we're seeing them progress if they're recovering well then it's just okay we won't change that but we'll make sure that everything around that is as good as it can be with the post-workout feed with as i said maybe something a little bit yeah. more the night before but for everyone else try and get some carbs in before for sure whatever yeah, form I that think may that's be key
1: isn't it like as long as they're seeing progress so that's i think mm-hmm. for me that's an, a really essential thing to see like if you've got to be making progress like if you're not if you are training fast and you are like, this is how I I feel better doing this, but you cannot remember the last time you hit a PB. You cannot. Re- you're, you are literally just struggling through your session every single week, feeling beat up, feeling sore, feeling you know flat for the rest of the day. Then why not try it? And again, you don't need to be eating. Like you say, you can be using a sports drink, a carb drink, a m- mounted X drink. Go and buy a LucasAid from the soup, from the agent and stick it in your fridge and have that. It will make a difference. Like we've seen it time and time again. That that, that does make a difference. And like you say, like if you do get up a bit earlier, if you've got a commute to the gym, like if you've got to drive to the gym, like have something, you can snack on some dried fruit. You can, like say, have a banana. You can have a small kind of like, you know, let's say like, Serial bar or something like this. Like you, you got a bit of time there if you're commuting. So, I definitely think that that's an option for high intensity exercise. Now, talk to me then about if someone's just sitting on a bike doing a, I don't know, forty-five minute maybe engine class, or they're doing an endurance session, or they're not doing CrossFit or high intensity. They're doing running. Well, what if you're getting up and doing? What if you're doing six k in the morning?
2: I think if if the intensity is truly low relatively low and I'm saying truly there because there's so many people people that
1: Is that where you're pointing? Yeah Yeah, yeah
2: I'm saying if, if the intensity is truly low and it's not an endurance session where it's just 50 minutes of dumbbell work where your heart rate's at 170, 180 anyway, and, and it's truly is low intensity, heart rate sitting in zone two, like 100, 120 beats per minute, that kind of stuff, then training fasted, I yeah. believe, is fine in that yeah, circumstance because yeah. we know that the, the work that you're doing in that regard is not as glycolytic, for obviously, and so you don't necessarily need it. And the impact that it's going to have on you throughout the day, your energy levels, it's going to be a little. A bit less as well so i think that if you are truly doing low intensity stuff then ace get up hop on your bike you don't need to take on any fuel definitely take on some hydration yeah, yeah, yeah very good definitely yeah, beforehand. Them, yeah. yeah
1: good good uh, good one there like using electrolytes in the morning is a really is, is a really mm-hmm. sensible strategy and actually one that i've found benefit to myself when i used to train first thing in the morning and, and with like say advising that with clients definitely like 100 percent. that's a really good really good point to, to
2: make buddy and also on on the flip side and with that as well if you are doing these low intensity sessions and you feel like you need something then have something too it's not like a, a be all or end all i remember even even before i kind of uh, before i was studying nutrition actually so this was way back when i would go on like a nice easy run in the morning and this is probably not the best thing to have but i would have like a tiny little square of dark chocolate and even the fact that I've had something sweet and it was tiny, tiny, like five grams, 10 grams, whatever it was, that's not going to fuel that workout. But again, I like the psychological aspect almost of having had that. And even though it was still low intensity, if I wake up a little bit hungry and I have a little something sweet and some electrolytes, sweet, I'm good to go. It's not necessarily fueled that workout, uh, but it's something that, that means, hey, I'm going to get through this, even though it's low intensity. So I've gotten through it anyway. I just like eating a little something before i do anything but that's because i'm yeah Yeah, hungry all the
1: time i mean again there's other strategies and i think that's what confuses people a lot like we we think that we have to be eating like this you know big pre-workout meal and and yeah if you are gonna eat the wrong things in the wrong volume in the wrong kind of macronutrient distribution i do think that people will feel heavy they will feel sluggish so if mm. you can refine it, you will see progress. That That's definitely something that we see time and time again. You know, people that are advocating training fasted, we add in the right things. Like you say, liquid nutrition, small snacks at the right times, figuring it out for what Then, oh my God, I felt amazing. You know, felt like I, I, would, I would, so much energy, so much more energy. And then the last point I want to make on this is that you don't have to be doing this every day. You can train fasted, one or two days a week and then fuel your sessions on two or three other days of the week (laughs) like it is not a black and white thing like again sometimes people get this they get into this thing like i always train faster well what if you've got a really long tough workout and you've trained two days beforehand then you could use it on that day and just consume something on that day only maybe you're trying to manage your body composition so you don't want the extra calories in all of the time totally cool like add the in then like add the in at certain times that your body requires it across your training week for me that's how you can sensibly kind of approach it mm-hmm. cool so you talked about pre-workout uh nutrition there training fasted you mentioned electrolytes we mentioned sports drinks you mentioned mouth what about pre-workouts powders buddy Now, I mean, this goes for any time. Like, you know, this is not just first thing in the morning. Like pre-workout powders,
2: hit me, break down
1: Do you take one? Have you taken one? What's your What's your thoughts on it?
2: So I used to uh, in the past, and the 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 reason that I stopped is the the most kind of beneficial ingredient within the pre-workout powder that I was taking was caffeine, and I don't take caffeine anymore because I'm on medication for ADHD, which is a stimulant, and mixing stimulants is not a good idea, people. Uh, But Most pre workouts, the most kind of beneficial ingredient within them is going to be caffeine. We know that caffeine improves performance, and in most of these, that is going to kind of is is what's going to have the biggest impact. So caffeine before workout, I think, is a, a useful thing. Obviously, there's circumstances where it potentially might not be, i.e., if you're training in the evening and it's at the sacrifice right. of sleep. Uh, training in the morning as well, and you have caffeine on an empty stomach, that can make some people feel quite nauseous. It can cause a little bit of anxiety there as well. So although there are kind of like recommendations on how much caffeine you should take before workout for to get the most out of it. It's still, I believe, when we're talking about the general public, a very individual thing. Some people feel great having just like a shot of espresso before they work out, which will be like 90 to 100 milligrams, something like that. Some people will have a whole can of noco, 180 milligrams, and they won't feel anxious or jittery. Other people might as well. So I think caffeine is something that, that we know it benefits, it improves performance. We, we know that it does, but it's something that you should find out individually as to the right dose for you. With that in mind, I'd say uh, you don't want to go easy. The recommended safe limit of and throughout the day anyway is like 400 milligrams, which is two and a bit knockos for those in the CrossFit space. It's probably about four or five coffees as well. So it's one of those where if you are having two and a bit knockos before your workout, before you've even started a day or anything like that, then maybe you you need to dial it back a little bit there as well. So it's finding out that kind of balance and what works for you for sure. With regards to kind of other stuff that we find in pre-workouts the probably the second most common ingredient that's in pre-workouts is beta alanine uh yeah. would you agree liam is always in there it's always like it's yeah it is yeah. it is and uh with beta alanine i believe the reason it's in there is because of this side effect uh, so this side effect of beta alanine when you take it you can get paresthesia which is tingles and a lot of people that kind of take beta alanine they say in their heads that's how i know it's working uh shocker that's not how beta alanine works <laughs> yeah it's it's not a acute dose that will improve performance beta alanine works by you take more over time it's a precursor to carnosine right liam beta alanine i've got that right and carnosine is a lactic acid buffer so it works kind of It's a totally different mechanism of action to creatine, but in terms of the concept of you want to increase your stores of carnosine, you take beta alanine consistently over like a period of two to four weeks, whatever. So that one-off acute dose of beta alanine that you have in your pre-workout is not really doing anything apart from making you feel like you're getting those tingles unless you're consistently taking it. it. So if you're taking it as like a one-off every now and then, then you're not going to get the benefits from it. Uh, It also doesn't really matter when you take beta alanine if you're consistently taking it. I do understand the reasoning behind it being in pre-workout from that side effect point of view almost as well. Because anyone that's ever experienced those tingles, it does feel like it's doing something. Because it is. It's just not the thing that we want it to do. But if you can kind of ride that, and if it's a way for you to remember to get it in, if you take it pre workout every day consistently, then happy days. Keep at it. What I would say there is there's probably going to be some days, i.e. rest days, where you're not going to take pre workout and should probably still get beta alanine in. And you probably don't want to still get it in from that pre-workout because that would be probably a lot of caffeine in these concoctions to take on a rest day as well. So you're probably better off, the way that I do it is separately. So I have my creatine and my beta alanine post-training as opposed to pre. And if I was kind of having caffeine beforehand, then I would go for that as well. So creatine, another one one we can dive into there because I know it's in some pre-workouts. And as I say, some pre-workouts, you can get this kind of good... I'm saying good, like this concoction where it's creatine, beta-alink, uh, and caffeine. They're probably the three that I would say, sweet, they're going to benefit your performance. But the only one that you necessarily want to have before a workout is caffeine. The others you can have before workout. And if it's a habit for you to take that same thing before the workout and you're getting it in daily, fantastic. That's probably the way that I'd see it. There's obviously a couple of other compounds within there, stuff like citrulline and stuff like nitrates as well that potentially are going to be of use. But at the minute, I'm still on the fence with those with regards to like having everybody take them. I think if they're in your pre-workout as well as those other three and you might get a benefit from it. Fantastic. There's no need to kind of look for something different you don't necessarily need to prioritize that because it has nitrates or citrulline malate in yeah, or something oh, like agree. that but, well, i agree with all of that buddy like it's the
1: the reason why i i don't take a pre-workout because i don't want to for me i love coffee and i don't want to waste my caffeine on having a pre-workout mm. like but mm. other people love the taste and they? they love a monster or they love noco and like you say it doesn't really matter how you get your caffeine i think i don't know if there is some more recent research on they did the uh, between the caffeine from an energy drink or a pill compared to the caffeine from a coffee i think i saw that maybe i'm making it up but if if not then someone should do that study but i um, think that there was hardly any difference so it doesn't matter where you derive your caffeine from uh it's still going to be a benefit pre-workout unless like you said beta alanine and creatine cool if you get it in your if you're getting it in consistently happy days but don't think it's going to make you, you know, massively improve your performance. One thing about citru- citrulline. Now, often this is in pre-workouts. Uh, now, for CrossFit, my thoughts on this, Luke, and I've never told you this before, so brace yourself. I think it's okay. I think it's a terrible thing to put in a pre-workout before CrossFit workouts. Because it enhances Why? blood flow, correct? Or it increases the pump. So it helps you to get the yep. pump. I'm like, I don't know if you've had the pump recently, <laughs> but it it reduces my ability to keep functioning in that muscle. It it, it kind of blows up, you know. Like if I'm doing it, I, I don't want to feel the pump in a crossfit workout. I don't want my back to blow up. I don't want my biceps or my forearms to explode like Popeye when I'm doing chest bars. I want increased blood flow when I'm doing aerobic stuff. Yes, but with citrulline and getting the pump, I don't want that. I think that's going to be a detriment to my performance because it's going to impair my muscle function when I do very, very high reps or when I have to continually do it. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing a bodybuilding style one or if I'm you know, doing lower reps, then yeah, happy days. But I think that it should be something that you maybe be a little bit hesitant to put in when you're doing CrossFit workouts. Just my thoughts. Don't know <laughs> if anyone's got any opinions, so let us know in some form on social media if you find that that's the case when you just feel too much in a crossfit style workout but yeah i think uh w- with pre-workouts i say one of my key things is don't rely on it i don't i, don't, uh, mm. I think taking it is fantastic it can increase your performance like 100 percent you know if you take your pre-workout five days a week and it has creatine and b you're going to get a, a good amount of those in your system on a consistent basis you're going to take caffeine pre-workout we know that these things work but if you're reliant on it okay or if you're using it to mask the the, the you know the you're using it to mask the the fact that you're under consuming carbohydrates or under consuming calories overall and you're using it to just get through your sessions every time then that's where i have an issue with it And that's where I think people need to take that step back and look at their overall nutrition as opposed to just running on pre-workouts or taking more and more and more. So, yeah, hopefully that helps. So, But using it, definitely. uh, There's so many out there as well. You need to kind of figure out which one that works for you. Uh, Cool, mate. Awesome stuff. Pre-workouts for the evening as well. There, There are some with... Out caffeine in the in, in them aren't they like in non stimulant free ones and they normally kind of have nootropics and other bits and pieces in and I don't know I've tried and tested a few of them didn't notice a difference didn't notice mm-hmm. anything so I would say if you're an evening trainer probably just supplement with other things like you said like like I do like and Luke, you Luke, you do like away from your workouts and build up your stores of creatine and beta alanine make sure that you're eating enough which we're going to come onto in a minute going into your into your session and that's how you're gonna get the most out of it good stuff buddy good stuff cool right let's get into uh now going in like specifics morning training like let's go through walking through exactly what we would do uh, but let's start with common faults what do people normally do i know we covered a couple but just hit us with a kind of a bulleted list
2: yeah so with the morning training obviously we've we've already kind of touched on the fasted side of things so let's go straight to the flip side and that is potentially eating too much of a big meal before morning training and shoveling in uh you know porridge with greek yogurt and some berries or whatever and then an hour later you've got to flip upside down to do handstand push-ups so that kind of thing um, Oats, super high in fiber, not necessarily a fantastic thing to get into your regular diet. But if you only have an hour before training, trying to get something that is too high fiber, too high protein and too voluminous volumous, yeah, yeah. or volumous. Volumous, is that the word yeah. volumous? doesn't no, sound like a word Too volumous. There we go. We'll go with that anyway. Trying to get that in too close to training, that's that's a big one because this is the thing that we've talked about with people feeling heavy. You will feel heavy if you have some heavy carbs, some protein, some fats in too close. So, key point there, yeah, that that is a big one. Made, often people use oats pre-workout. Now,
1: mm. that's, yeah. that's maybe why they go, I should train faster because they eat oats pre-workout, too close to it. I think oats are a good one 90 minutes, two hours, three hours beforehand. I think that's a fantastic yeah. pre workout. Yeah. Like you say, it's not the fact that we need to remove them. I just think like having them an hour before, like you say, I would agree with you, buddy. Yeah. I would agree with you. Swap it for a fruit like a banana. Definitely. Swap it for like a cereal that's a little bit <laughs> like a fiber. Definitely was, would be a good idea.
2: Boom. Dehydration,
1: Boom. common fault not hydrating enough yeah
2: i mean yeah that's another one is not hydrating enough that kind of rolling out of bed and heading to the gym and you get there and you realize i haven't had a sip to drink or all i've had is a shot of espresso or whatever so making sure yeah you can you can get up and just chug some water i always fill up my water bottle up the night before i know some people like to fill up a like pint of glass and put it next to their bed and so they know the first thing in the morning they yeah, can just chug it uh for me that's dangerous because i will knock it over in the night for sure but if just a way to remember to get some water in kind of first thing i think is a, a really yeah. good really good bit of advice that people yeah, don't I often think do. get up get hydrated and it's easier to stay
1: hydrated then that's the that's the kind of key message we always say to people so definitely it's going to have a massive impact on your performance whether you're training faster or not Uh, Like the early early classes we kind of covered those making sure that your day you know the the nutrition the day before is is on point you're eating enough you know storing up you know making sure the glycogen stores are there and and ensuring that you're not running you know on empty when you get to 7 8 a.m i think using some of the things that we talked about earlier isn't it like those smaller snacks liquid nutrition you know maybe you're in a maybe yeah a combo, like I say, a combo definitely if you're an early riser you know you're in the 4am club or 5am club or whatever you're in you know you go up and do your morning routine then you've been up for three four hours you might want to consume something at five thirty, six o'clock then crack on but the principles don't change now i train at nine thirty. <laughs> okay i'm in the i'm in the class in the mum's class or the work from home class uh, so it's I think it's a really nice time to train because I get up relatively early due to my to my son and I would eat breakfast at seven o'clock because I've been up for maybe an hour already. And uh, if I'm lucky, probably an hour and a half. And uh, I, I would consume, like, say, eggs, bacon, and beans most days. Or I would consume porridge like or yogurt with like an oats because I've got two and a half hours to digest that. Like if I was yeah. training at, sometimes I do the eight, eight o'clock and I wouldn't, I would have, like say, a combo liquid and a small snack. So it's just playing around with it. And I figured out that that makes me feel good, you know, and, and uh, so, yeah, it's just playing around with it. For As it gets towards like nine and then as we go into kind of daytime training, I, I advocate far, being fasted less just because then it just shifts your meal structure so much by the time you're finishing by the time you're getting home by the time you're showering by the time you're doing everything you know it can be like almost midday and then then I think meal structure then becomes a bit of a challenging thing to keep consistent so if you are going to train fasted, that kind of like up to like 7 o'clock 7 day I think is, is okay depending on your wake up time after that I think you have an opportunity to fuel your workouts and go from there so yeah yeah cool you mentioned it earlier touched on it importance of post-workout nutrition i know we're talking about pre i know but we're just going to chuck it in there because if there's no pre-workout that's where maybe post-workout does become more important right
2: yeah definitely definitely that's the thing if if you've not fueled pre-workout then post-workout nutrition needs to be on point you need to be thinking about those three R's that we always think about refuel rehydrate replenish so or repair as well even so refuel with carbs rehydrate obviously water again and then the repair getting some protein in as well and you probably you want to think about this in a similar vein to to how you would pre-workout even as well and you probably want to get it in quite quickly and you want stuff that is going to get absorbed quite quickly as well which is why shakes post workout are such a good option uh, if you can get a decent shake with maybe you know banana and uh, you get your carbs, your protein, a little bit of oats in there as well for a little bit of extra, but obviously you've got the sweet stuff in the banana and it's a really, really easy way of kind of getting on top of it. And yeah, if you're someone like the uh, client that I mentioned earlier that that loves faster training, is doing the half five class, then getting in their breakfast within... Uh, within an hour i'd say obviously you know we can debate yeah, the uh, an so-called ahead. anabolic window all day but i always like to say within an hour so that you're not you know the person frantically trying to leave the gym because you're going to miss your 30 minute anabolic window and you've got to get your stuff in beforehand but if you can get a really solid feed in within an hour that is a solid amount of carbs it's a solid amount of protein and you're rehydrating, then, yeah, then happy days. That's the
1: benefits of shakes, isn't it? Well, you get some liquid in there as well. Yeah, yeah. easy. Um, you know, that's definitely something. Like, you don't have to take a shake. If, like, again, yeah, if you can eat solid meal and happy days, if you're commuting to work, commuting back home, have, you know, you're on the go, then cool. Like, I say, use Luke's advice there to to make sure that you're getting the, like, let's say, that kickstarting that recovery process. Now, as we go into like daytime training, I think the main thing here is that there's kind of this like weird zone where you if you're training like mid-morning like 10 o'clock or if you start to go into kind of 11 30 12 o'clock lunchtime sessions is to should i eat once or should i eat twice like you kind of get to that point where i'm not really sure what to do uh, so for me like the earlier it is and depending on your wake-up time that's the key thing okay if you're waking up and you're training at like 10 30, 11, 11.30, I think you can eat once. Like, that's cool. Like, if you're waking up a little bit later, you can, or push your breakfast back a tiny bit. You don't have to eat as soon as you wake up. Then eat once. Like, eat that big, you know, like, more balanced meal, like we said, protein, good carbs, you know, good fats. And I think you'll be absolutely fine. Okay, stay hydrated going into the session. It's when you get to, like, an early riser and, like, a lunchtime class. I think you have the opportunity to eat twice i think you should prioritize eating twice and what i mean by that is a breakfast and then like a small snack so if we zoomed out on it then you're looking at when you finish that session oh well i'll eat lunch after yeah but you won't eat till like 2 p.m probably 1 2 p.m if you do an hour's class by the time you like say calm down shower get back to work or get out of the gym again it can be pushed back so if we're looking at that meal structure then it's going to be shifted like the whole intake of your day is shifted to the afternoon and evening and if we can balance that out i'll i guarantee it that you'll feel better in that in that lunchtime session and you won't just be looking at the clock waiting to go and smash your burrito you know afterwards like you will want to perform at your best so that would be where i would use that strategy of working back from the workout so if it's 12 cool I've got to work back if I'm gonna have something liquid or a small combo, forty-five minutes, sixty minutes, and then work back your breakfast for like, you know, three, four hours before that. That's just gonna give you a really nice kind of structure. Because the common fault is we see people going in underfueled, underhydrated, underfueled, because they've been meetings all morning and then they're rushing to the session. So and then they backload their calories to later in the day. So then they end up like, Well, I'm so hungry because they've underfueled in the day. So they eat lunch, then they continually snack and graze in the day and it's just all a bit disrupted. So for me, if you can even that out a little bit, I think you're gonna get the most out of your session. So that would be my my advice for daytime. Now look, going into evening, what we've got some common faults, buddy, what do we what do we see commonly with our clients?
2: I think it's very similar to the the morning one in terms of like sometimes people, obviously it depends in terms of timing of training with the evening as well, but people maybe will go if they're saying do the five o'clock plus that kind of thing. All the way from lunch to that session which i would say is not a good thing to do i'd say that's where you can utilize that kind of mid-afternoon small carb snack like an hour or 90 minutes beforehand i think that's a really really easy one and then on the flip side as well as if you're training kind of like later in the evening if you have a huge meal beforehand maybe you're having dinner with the kids if you have a family that kind of thing and then you're going to train that dinner maybe being too big, too kind of tough to digest, too high in fiber, too high in protein, I think is a really, really common yeah. one as well. And what kind of sometimes happens in that situation is the post-workout feed can then be neglected yeah, too because yeah. you think, I've already had yeah. dinner, I'll train, now I'll go to bed, that yeah. kind of thing. And obviously we'll talk about post-workout on a whole other yeah. podcast, but I'd say that they're the two most common yeah, ones. Definitely,
1: buddy. I, I think not eat, the, making lunch your last meal is so common and or mm. making it and then grabbing something. You say like we said at the start like that is not going to help your performance like a bar or a wrap or something else way too close to your session because you feel like oh my god i'm hungry i've only realized this now because i've been in meetings or sitting on zoom all afternoon and now you're chasing your nutrition it's a little bit of proactivity that makes a massive difference and again if we zoomed out like luke said if you're not eating before your 5 or five thirty class 6 o'clock class by the time you're getting home and eating your dinner, then it might be six, seven, eight hours before you've eaten, you know, before. And cool, like we're not asking you to eat six meals a day. But when we're talking about getting the most out of your training, like doing that, we find just disrupts people's ability to make, or to follow portion control because they've, they're have they really hungry after, you know, not eating for five, six, seven hours and training in that window as well. And that their performance suffers. Because they haven't distributed their calories more evenly by eating something pre-workout, that's just what we what we see time and time again. So yeah, try not to chase it. Be proactive with it, and I think you're definitely going to get the most out of it. The evening training one, the late one, is tough. I've done this a few times now because we tried to eat with Finn around five five thirty, and it is tough. It's, it's it's a really tough thing to do. You know, you've either got to be very kind of aware of what you're eating and uh, or have it planned like really kind of like structure like this is what i'm going to do this is the time i'm going to go etc so like luke said that like if you can shift to maybe lower some of the protein so not having tons of tons of it and maybe shift some of the you know like uh, volume to afterwards you know like you can eat a meal and then you might have something like a yogurt and fruit and a little bit of granola or something after your workout which is going to give you that little bit of carbs a little bit of you know, it's a small amount of fat but a good hit of protein Like, and it's something that you want to kind of eat after you know, eat, working out as well in the evening, you don't want to come home and necessarily have to eat something that, you know, chicken and veggies uh-huh. that's something you got to play around with, it's very individual depending on when you do it, but the principles don't change, I think that's the key thing that we want to kind of try and focus on there so let's say evening training is, is, is a bit of a, lots of lots of different nuances around that so yeah last one mate we've got double training pre-workout for me I think it becomes something that is re- it, it becomes more important if you're training once a day you can get away with faster training or you can get away with kind of going into sessions a little bit under field on a few days and you can get through that's totally cool if you're doing double training you're doing it for a reason normally well sh- you should be doing it to increase your performance because you're really trying to go to that next level and be more competitive so doing that your sole goal is performance and if you're under fueling something or not eating pre-workout or getting it wrong again you've got two sessions to get take care of and you're going to suffer may you might get through the first one but it's getting the impact the second so my advice let's see if if uh, you agree luke is to not train fasted on double training yeah. days
2: yeah I I would agree the only kind of situation where it may be a case of training fast is if those double training days are a uh, like low intensity zone to kind of purposeful one in the morning which would be a relatively easy way but even if you're doing that as well you need to be so switched on with all your nutrition around that because you need to get so much in across the day essentially and if you're not having a meal beforehand that's a missed opportunity to fuel um so i'd say the the only circumstance would be if it was super low intensity stuff and if you were still super confident and able to get enough in throughout the day after that as well but if you're doing double training day as in maybe you're doing strength stuff in the morning maybe a conditioning piece in the evening that kind of thing then yes eat before both sessions i would say don't train fasted yeah, for those definitely. for sure and i think off the week we see it with athletes that
1: do it that again their their calories are shifted to after that second session you know they don't want to feel heavy in that second Mm -hmm. session they don't you know i'm like well you got to train your gut you got to train your body and you're going to make the right choices to be able to get that food in between your sessions to make sure that you're not just running on empty in the afternoon you know and yeah you can still eat on a post-workout definitely but again it goes back to that principle of well if you're just under fueling through the whole day and then just over consuming afterwards like you're not taking advantage of new you know using nutrition to help you get the most out of your session so really got to try and figure that one out like i say a bit bit more proactive and honed in on it for sure cool mate really good really good stuff i think that's uh, a pre-workout nutrition 101 hopefully that's uh, given giving people yep. some really kind of good take-home points and highlighting some common faults that we see maybe you you know you've experienced some of them and we're uh, doing some of them and, and hopefully put some interventions in if you head over to our instagram we've got tons like people go oh well what should i eat for a snack there's tons like if you look back we've got snack guides we've got pre-workout snacks competition snacks larger snacks smaller snacks you know like timelines on workout nutrition on our guides like Everything that we've kind of spoken about here is put into a graphic or a post or something in some format. So you can save that, have a little look over it and you know and work from it. But like you say, if there's anything you need, just drop us a message and we can definitely cover it on a QA in the future as well. we will be recording some intro workout and post workout as well. But Luki, thank you so much, buddy. That was really good. Anything else you wanna sign off with?
2: no i think we've we've covered everything there liam yeah we've been pretty extensive so uh, all good thank you for having me on the chat i could talk about yeah, this stuff all day i like these i like these ones so yeah
1: thank you so much if, you, if you're liking the podcast please share it subscribe and uh, just drop us a little five stars if you really like it it'd be much appreciated but, but we really want to hear you know what you guys want to listen to you know so let us know if there's any topics any papers anything that you want us to cover in more detail just reach out to us on socials or on website Yeah. We'll make sure to put it onto our list but thank you so much for listening Lukey, thank you so much for having and um, coming on we'll catch you on the next episode hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods